Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to Chumba ChumbaCasino.com and give them a world. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You're listening to Underground USA. Welcome back to Underground USA. My name is Frank Salvato. Be sure to check out everything we do at undergroundusa.com. The arts have always been a great barometer of the course heading for society. In the days of the Romans, graffiti in the form of drawings on the city's walls in 476 AD indicated that the Roman people's fidelity to the Caesars was at an end. During the plague, circa 1350, poetry, in the form of nursery rhymes, warned of the massive culling of humanity. Over one-third of the population of Europe would cede to the Black Death, or the bubonic plague. Ring around the rosy, a pocket full of posies, ashes, ashes, we all down. <laughs> During the great wars of the United States, the arts, and especially music, played a significant role. Every American school child learns the tune of Yankee Doodle before they leave elementary school. And while the song was originally penned to ridicule colonial soldiers during the French and Indian War, the colonists loved the song to such an extent they adopted it as one of their most patriotic songs and would make captured British prisoners dance to it. During the U.S. Civil War, songs like Dixie and When Johnny Comes Marching Home were among the South's motivating choruses, and the battle hymn of the Republic reminded the Union soldiers what they were fighting for. In World War I, Songs like It's a Long Way to Tipperary, Pack Up Your Troubles, and Keep the Home Fires Burning helped bolster the morale of Americans and American and Allied soldiers. And who can forget, perhaps, the seminal song of that era, Over There. 
too, found both film and music joining in the war effort. Films like The Great Dictator, Casablanca, Road to Morocco, 30 Seconds Over Tokyo, and Meet Me in St. Louis accompanied songs like We'll Meet Again, Moonlight Serenade, I'll Be Home for Christmas, and As Time Goes By to charge the hearts of Americans and allies alike during one of the darkest times the world has ever known. It's still the same old story of fight for love and glory, a case of do or die. The world will always welcome lovers as time goes During the tumultuous 1960s and 1970s, the sentiment of the arts turned, for the most part, from supporting the war effort to questioning the war effort. During the Vietnam War, music stirred and spurred the anti-war movement with songs like Fortunate Son, Purple Haze, Leaving on a Jet Plane, We Gotta Get Out of This Place, Give Peace a Chance, Ohio, All Along the Watchtower, Gimme Shelter, and Buffalo Springfield's For What It's Worth. These songs defined the era and denoted a societal change in American culture. Where were you when the world stopped turning on that September day? After the Islamo-fascist attacks of September 11, 2001, the dormant music industry again awakened to question the awareness of the American people to the threat our nation faced then and still faces today. Three of the more memorable songs that echo through the toppled halls of the World Trade Center, the Pentagon, and the aisles of Flight 93 come to us in Where Were You, Grand Central Station, Superman, and the haunting and challenging Have You Forgotten. Have you forgotten how it felt that day to see your homeland under fire and her people blown away? Towers fail. We had neighbors still inside, going through a living hell. And you say we shouldn't worry about Bin Laden. Have you forgotten? Today, it appears, and thankfully so, that artists are waking from the forced-fed agenda of the Hollywood and New York far-left industry ruling class to once again use the power of the arts, of music, and words to call on Americans and people around the world to open their eyes to the 
opportunistic manipulation and heartlessness of the political ruling class. Two spectacular works come to us in Silent War and Blood on My Hands. If you haven't heard these works in their entirety, I urge you strongly to purchase them and listen to them a few times with an undivided attention. Silent War, by Five Times August, challenges all of us to question the strong arm of the government in their insistence that we blindly follow what they mandate for us all. It forces us to face up to the reality that our government, especially here in the United States, is not serving the people and instead has evolved into a crony capitalist cesspool of opportunists that enrich its mechanisms with the labors of the people. Somebody's selling a new religion Somebody's selling a lie Somebody wants all the strife and division It's driving us out of our minds They're telling the world not to trust their own eyes They're telling the people they're wrong They're keeping the truth for their power and gain And taking whatever we've got And in the aftermath of the absolute and shameful failure in the Biden administration's premature departure from Afghanistan, Five for Fighting's John Andrasik penned a masterpiece in Blood on My Hands, a thoroughly thought-provoking tribute to a shame-filled outrage that true-hearted Americans felt at the irresponsible withdrawal of American troops from Afghanistan a withdrawal that abandoned tens of thousands who invested in the word of the U.S. government and millions who invested in the dream of freedom. To every Afghan ally that we left behind Every child who won't know freedom Faces covered in blindness for this American promise Now shit in the fire Got blood on our hands Hey Joe Just want American What's happening? The arts, artists, the creative talents of those who feel the pulse of society's emotions during times of trial and angst, their works, in contrast to those who create formulated crap for the sole purpose of wealth generation serves to motivate the consciousness of people, of nations, to question those in power, to present truth to power, to channel society and culture toward the light of cohesiveness, ethics, and morality, and away from the divisiveness 
and self-centered opportunism of the narcissistic activist class. When we come back, I'll sit down with Bob Gonzalez, a patriotic poet from the panhandle of Florida, whose simple words serve to waken the hearts and minds of Americans, hearts and minds that are all too often blurred and dulled by the propaganda of the mainstream media and the elected class. When we come back, Bob Gonzalez. You're listening to Underground USA. My name is Frank Salvato. Did you know that Yopon is the only tea plant indigenous to the United States? Hi, I'm CJ, the owner of Emerald Coast Tea Company. We have a line of Yopon teas and Yopon tea blends that will open your eyes to tea that is literally made in the USA. Check out our entire line of teas at www.emeraldcoastteacompany.com. Honey, this ain't your mama's tea. Welcome back to Underground USA. My name is Frank Salvato. Be sure to check out everything we do at undergroundusa.com. I'm here with Bob Gonzalez, uh, who is an artist. He's a writer. He, he writes poetry, which is a lost art and, and one that actually uh, has helped our country out in a lot of different ways in a lot of tougher times going all the way back to the Revolutionary War. Piggybacking on what we were talking about in the first half of this segment, Bob, you are someone who feels the pulse of what's happening uh, politically in this country. You're you're politically involved. Um, when we went back and forth beforehand, you you made no qualms about that. You think there's some political problems in this country, and and that we have to set ourselves to actually trying to affect some solutions. Um, before we get into your thoughts, um, because we are recording on Veterans Day, you said that you just got finished writing something for the veterans. So would you like to share that with our people? Sure, I sure would. The name of the poem is called Thank a Veteran. Uh, From Washington, George, to Valley Forge, the American spirit was lit. Its light in the sky began to emit from Ulysses S. Grant, civil flag plant. From the boys fighting in seas coral, they were all so courageous but mostly moral. From MacArthur's Philippine return, we would never let them burn. From the Vietnam jungles to the desert of Iraq, many of our heroes can never come back. However, their American spirits never fade away. They live with us every day, especially on Veterans Day. In this world of tragedy and triumph, there is one nation, above all others, worthy the veterans' celebration. I think that encapsulates all of it. Well, thank you. In the, in the American spirit. Um, we, are, we exist today in some very dark times when it comes to Americanism and the individualism uh, that comes with being an American, and especially in the idea of e pluribus unum. We, we are not out of many one anymore. We have been uh, balkanized and factionalized and, and hyphenated and everything else. Um, as an artist, how does that affect what you do? 
you get inspiration from all different kinds of places. Sometimes you get them from dark circumstances, which we're kind of in now, I think, that we're climbing out of, though. I'm optimistic that, you know, the good, the light will defeat the darkness that's overcome our land. It might take a while and there'll be bumps along the way, but I think our, you know, the good guys are, are going to win this struggle. That's where the inspiration comes from, though, the, the, the depth of the darkness. You know, when we, when we go back through history, especially uh, contemporary history, uh, back through the, through the 60s, I'm going to go, and then we'll go, I'll go back to World War I or World War II. But in the 60s, you had a lot of artists who used their talents to voice their political leanings, who, who tried to use their art form to motivate people to think and feel a certain way about what was happening um, in the streets, around the world, in war zones, um, in our society, in urban areas, uh, it was it was quite a quite a palette to be painting on. Do you see today's palette being just as potent as it was in the '60s? Yeah, but coming from the right, in the '60s, I think most of that came from the left, and back then they were the counterculture. Now the right, I believe everything's turned around. The right is the counterculture these days. So I think most of that um, artistic inspiration is, is being, is coming from the right. And, and it's, it is something that's motivating people. I, we saw a little bit of motivation when it came from, uh, um, from words and speeches during the tea party movement back in, uh, back a couple decades ago. Um, but today we're seeing artists do this. I had mentioned uh, blood on your hands in the first segment uh, songs coming out about what is happening politically in this country, uh, which really kind of, I won't say shocked me, but it, it was something that, that made me open my eyes because as you, as you said, back in the sixties, if you're my age or even a little bit younger, definitely if you're older, um, you heard protest songs being put out there in the 60s. Uh, do you think it's got the same motivating factor today as it did back then? Is it just budding um, or is this just an echo? No, I think it has. Uh, it's not an echo. I think that um, they're trying to uh, firmly and boldly state their case. You know, they've been put down for so many years, but but now, you know, the pendulum has swung and. You know, I think they're motivated now to express their points of view, whereas the, as much as the other side was back then. And, you know, I was I was going to mention back, you know, we talk about World War One and World War Two. It was mostly music. Um, you know, it was uh, the songs over there. Uh, you had uh, I'll Be Home for Christmas by Bing Crosby, World War Two, which which had everybody thinking about home. Uh, today, we've got different mediums. We, we've got a lot of electronic mediums. We've got an easier way to disseminate things. Do you think that's allowing the artists today, whether it's music or the written word or or even physical arts, like like sculptures and paintings and everything else, do you think that the, the ease of dissemination on the Internet today is helping artists make an impact or are they being drowned out by the drone of social media? I think it's a little of both. I think it, it, it helps, but since there still is um, some censorship out there, they are trying to get drowned out, but it is also forcing them to find avenues to get their message out there, which, which they are doing. So it's kind of, 
it's a double-edged sword there, but it, there's some, uh, something there at play that I think will be beneficial in the long run. We're talking with Bob Gonzalez. He's the author of Eagle's Clause for Freedom's Cause. That one, that one kind of almost tripped my tongue up a little bit. Uh, do, you, do, do you have another selection from your book? Yeah, I have um, a selection from the book, but I also have one other one that I wrote here recently. I'd like to share that one, too. And then maybe we could do the book one right after that. Sure. This is uh, one of those guys you're talking about, the art form. It's uh, Mike Lindell, the My Pillow guy. Okay. Yeah, he's doing an interview with Trump here uh, in the coming weeks. So I wrote this for the upcoming interview. I said, um, oh, Mike Lindell, how we wish you well. You are engaged in the world's biggest ever pillow fight. We <laughs> understand your plight. An amazing story of perseverance through hell only very few can tell. Because of my pillow, everything will be swell and all right. Your troops sleep tight at the end of the night. A soft place to lay their head when they hit the hay of the bed. Oh, Mike Lindell, my pillow made in the USA. A small price to pay. What a case of a pillow you make for your country's sake. Whilst all others being so fake, I, I, I think I think that hits on all cylinders, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, I emailed it to him. Hopefully, he'll see it. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I'm hoping I, it would be kind of fun to hear Trump say it. <laughs> that would be, yeah. You know, and that, that would be something key for the ages too. Oh, what is the what is your selection from the book? The book has 24 poems in it. Um, this was a book about a campaign in San Francisco from a girl who had uh, she had the, the guts to take on Nancy Pelosi. And, uh, you know, uh, Nancy's, you know, at the time was very powerful. But this girl put her head out there and uh, she went full straight ahead and tried to take her on. She didn't win, but at least she got the ball moving in the right direction. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So her name was Deanna Lorraine. And uh, this is the first poem that I wrote. Um, it's called Deanna to Florida. Hey, let me tell you about the girl who came by a California way who goes by the name of Deanna. Her relocation to Florida is like a gift of heavenly sent manna. The sound of her laughter is so wonderfully intoxicating. It's time to do some celebrating. Don't ask her to wear a mask if you want your good health to last. Delta wants to ban her from flight. She told them instead to go fly a kite. She <laughs> gives it to the left honest and straight. It's this candor that they hate. Her smile shines so bright, it can only come from a lady who's right. So here's to a warm welcome to Hurricane Deanna Lorraine. Florida will never, ever be the same. And this is, this is from the book called The Eagle's Claws for Freedom's Cause. It's available on Amazon, and it's written by Bob Gonzalez, who we're talking to right now. Bob, um, when you look at the political landscape, um, and from an artist's point of view, but also from an American's point of view, uh, what do you see as being the biggest problem in, the, in with what we are experiencing with politics today? The biggest problem, I think, is the um, lack of ability that has been gone on for this, what they call the silent majority to get their message out and let the people know what they're all about. Because uh, the media, the mainstream media had such a stranglehold over the, the message that, you know, people every day, conservative people didn't have a voice. But I, I think you know, since uh, 2016, when Trump was elected, that he's given rise to those people. And now there are ways to get our message. I was like a show like this, you know, back then, you know, five years ago, how many shows like this did we have, you know, to really talk about these things? 
And uh, I think they're growing, and uh, over time, they'll grow and spread even more. Now, it's uh, our, our regular listeners understand that uh, I am no fan of Mitch McConnell's. Uh, I, I believe that there's a, a lot, a, he has a lot more in common with the inside the beltway deep state bureaucracy than he does with uh, the regular rank and file Americans and, and especially the people who he's supposed to represent in Kentucky. Uh, when it comes to the national parties and especially the establishment Republican National Party, um, what are your feelings on that? You know, I think we need um, we need all grassroots people in Washington, D.C., the way it was originally intended. I, I, I'd i like to see, you know, regular lay people holding all the government spots. We've had too many career politicians up there for too long that it's just, you know, they work in their own interests instead of the people's. And uh, that kind of needs to change. You and I live not far from each other nobody lives far from anybody when they live in the panhandle of florida um but we are infinitely blessed to have a governor who is actually doing something and i, I believe if uh, uh the news report uh, yesterday or the day before said that he had refiled to run for governor because he said there was more work to do as a floridian but also as an american um what do you think of ron DeSantis? he's been fantastic you know, he's kind of led the way in, you know, for governors around the country. He's shown them the game plan and the blueprint on how to we fight ourselves out of this this uh, stranglehold. These people want to keep us under. You know, he wants ships to come into the Florida ports. He doesn't require mask mandates. He's he's terrific. And I had heard there's even a there was a rumor that uh, well, there was a, a news item this morning that said that he was going to take anybody who was relocated here from the Texas border and and fly them up on the, on the state's dime to Delaware to mm-hmm. drop them off in Joe Biden's place. But there was also a rumor that he was going to start impounding any vehicles that transported illegal immigrants into the state of Florida. Oh, wow. I hadn't heard that one. Yeah, I, I so I I'm I agree with you uh, wholeheartedly. I I grew up in in Chicago, outside of Chicago, um, back when it was a red state. Sadly, it's a very blue state now. But this is the first time that I have been proud to to align with a governor since I'm going to say the '80s. I mean, this guy is spectacular. Yeah. Um, Bob, if uh, do me a favor and um, tell the people the flavor of the book. Um, what you hope to achieve um, or, or how you want people to experience your book, where they can find it and uh, how they can get in touch with you. If they actually um, want to have you on their show or want to interview you or ask you about the book. The book is um, it's, 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 it's um, a collection of poems about America. It's upbeat. It's uh, it's about an insurgent campaign that was really grassroots roots oriented and hadn't, it didn't have any, um, established support so i think it's more of it just explains uh you know the the fun that can happen on a campaign trail when you're trying to do something and uh you know to make the nation better um they can reach me at my email it's uh, b-o-b-g-o-n-z-a-l-e-z 492 at gmail.com uh the book is available on amazon too it's eagle claws for freedom's cause and if they just type that in, I know it's a lot, but I think just the word Eagle might do and they can find it there. And you've got a website too, correct? Yeah. Eagle Claws for freedomscause.com. Okay. And um, 
Oh, one more thing, and I, this is for people who listen locally down down in the Panhandle. You are an entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. I've got a local uh, pretzel shop that I've been been running since 1994 in Santa Rosa Mall in Fort Walton. So, if you are in Fort Walton, Fort Walton Beach area, and uh, you're you're driving uh, anywhere near Beale, Mary Esther. Uh, stop in and, uh, and see Bob, and uh, if you bring his book, I'm sure he'll autograph it for you. <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah, I sure will. <laughs> Bob, thanks for coming on the show. And, and as we go forward, as, as artists take center stage in trying to uh, ignite the uh, flame of patriotism in, in, in the hearts of Americans, uh, maybe we'll talk again. Okay, Frank. Sounds good. Thank you very much. You're listening to Underground USA. My name is Frank Salvato. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back with closing thoughts right after this. I'm Judson Carroll, and I'm an herbalist. I'd like to invite you to listen to my show, the Southern Appalachian Herbs Podcast. It's available wherever you like to listen to podcasts. It's a show with a conservative Christian worldview, and it's about a lot more than just durable medicine. It's about an independent way of life, being more self-reliant, less reliant on the government, the medical industry, the pharmaceutical industry, and the supply chain. With freedom comes responsibility. Sometimes that responsibility is putting food on the table. Other times it's caring for yourself and your family with home remedies. So give it a listen. I think you'll enjoy it, and it may just save your life. I appreciate the arts. For almost 25 years, I was a performing musician specializing in jazz and blues, two authentic American art forms. I was lucky enough to play with some of the greats and some of the legends. What I took from that experience wasn't a vehicle for ego, but rather a path to humility for the power of the arts, in my case, the power of music. Music and the arts touch people at their core. It's personal. Words, lines, phrases, and melodies, while presenting as something singular, mean something different to everyone who consumed them. We think of these artistic endeavors as ours, relating to moments in time that become our memories. But when a piece of art, a poem, a book, a song, a piece of music, when it stirs the passions of a society, of a culture, of a people, there is no telling what that powerful force can achieve. You're listening to Underground USA. My name is Frank Salvato. Check out everything we do at undergroundusa.com. We'll be right back after this. <laughs> 